0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our news reaction show. It's been a week um, where I think the off field has dominated over the on field, hasn't it? We've got the Manchester City saga. We've got the possible potential takeover for Manchester United. Um, and now we've got the Super League. It's back, folks. And some might say it never went away, and it probably didn't. But it's back, it's back and it's repackaged in a nice little, um, you know, what you call it, nice little uh, bag and, and it's it's in a nice little packaging. You know how sometimes what you do is is you, you, you put a, a product in a, in a box and it doesn't work. So what you do is you use the same product, but you come up with a new packaging and you'd say, okay, right, we didn't package it properly last time. How do you like this package? Right. Um, and I think that's what this is. It's it's a it's the same concept but in a different package. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Super League. Um, so just to go over a few buzzwords, I mean it's, it's wonderful to look at all the all the different articles. And I will I will mention a few because I read a little bit about it and I found some really interesting ones for all the wrong reasons in most cases, but I already found some interesting um links that you can follow. So there's a nice interview on Talk Sport where I didn't have a clip of the A twenty two guy actually talking about the Super League. Do do listen to it because I, I think for me it in Casper it encapsulates the whole um, hypocrisy of this issue that 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 the Super League brings. We um, you make your own minds up about it. I thought it was very funny in, in, in a very very you know a train wreck kind of way of actually listening to someone talk about something like that. Um, whereas um, so so do listen to it. Do listen to it for sure. Um, and then of course there's the Guardian article which I thought is what was very good. Again, you can find on the Guardian the talks the key points in the Super League that they talk about. Um, and and one of the things that you will notice is when they mention um, the new Super League, right? Um, the new and improved super league i think what you see is it's called open competition why does it say open competition because last time it was a closed shop people didn't want to close shop so they've gone fine you don't want a close shop let's have open competition what does open competition mean um no no nobody knows right um but the new super league the structure i think the way they've talked about is that they're going to have between 60 to 80 teams i mean how they're going to find 60 to 80 te- teams right um and it's going to be a divisional structure and that means that there will be promotion, there will be relegation. Um, the teams will compete against each other. They said 14 games per year. That's what they've committed to, guaranteed 14 games per year. Um, and of course, they've said that there will be about 400 million euros uh, that be put in solidarity payments to other leagues. To improving women's football, grassroots football, that is important for them to mention again because one of the things that we talked about last time, when the Super League was cancelled, was it's going to destroy grassroots football. It's going to destroy domestic football. So they've kind of went, okay, you said that. Here you go. We're giving you a precise figure. There's 400 million euros enough in giving? I mean, imagine how many leagues are out there and how much what what would the solidarity payments be like? Is that even going to matter? Um, does even if you have even if you have say 15 leagues. How much is that that's like not even 30 million that's about 25 26 million euros uh per league um and that's not counting women's league. i'm just counting 15 domestic leagues so you give me 25 million euros It's pocket change isn't it it's 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 nice big figures 400 million euros but it's not that much when you actually break it down it's not a lot so um like i said it's it's a it's a it's an old concept a concept in a new packaging and they've made it look nice um the fact is and the reality is we all know why this is happening for two reasons number one Barcelona, Madrid and Juventus were kind of driving this. They are in a massive, massive debt. They need money to clear out their debts and they're not getting that from Champions League revenues. And so what they want is they want to create a Super League, a sort of a league where you know they can play each other on a guaranteed basis where you can get to watch. And the Premier League clubs are not involved in this at the moment, but I'm going to include them because you know that's, that's what the ultimate vision is. The ultimate vision is Barcelona want a, a, a league or a system where it can be Barcelona versus Manchester United once or twice a year, um, you have those matches. You can have Barcelona versus Juventus. You can have Barcelona versus um PSG, whatever. Real Madrid against Chelsea, Real Madrid against uh, um, Liverpool. You have those guaranteed matches. Well, that's what ultimately it is. And those matches are going to make a lot of money in, in their eyes. That's what they want. And that's what they, they really want is they want that. The second part is uh, the Premier League itself is rolling in money. I mean, we talked about debts, right? I mean, I think Barcelona is close to about a billion, billion pounds in debt. Guess guess how much Chelsea just spent six hundred million pounds in two transfer windows. That's where they're looking at. They're going how how the hell is this happening? How the hell are talented youngsters, talented young players, world class players? Going to the Premier League, why are they doing it? Why is Erling Haaland in Manchester City? Why is Enzo Fernandez at Chelsea? Um, why, uh, why does Jude Bellingham maybe possibly want to go um to, to the Premier League instead of coming to you know, Real Madrid? I think we'll go to Real Madrid, but anyway, but right? I mean, it's like, why are these players, why are these world class players? Jude Bellingham's not a world class, eh? I just, I'll just take out the piss there, but I was trying to think of somebody else. Um, maybe Kille, well, Kille is at PSG. He's not going anywhere. But why is Mbappe not in Madrid or Barcelona? Why is why why is that happening? Why are these exciting, uh, you know, young talents, setting world-class players? Why are they going to the Premier League? Why are they not coming to our clubs? And that's what they want to address. And that's where the money comes in because they don't have money, right? And they want that. And uh, no offense to any of these clubs because I love it. I love the stories that you have with Joaquin and Real Betis, the story with Iago Aspas and Celta Vigo. But the fact is. They're thinking, we don't want Barcelona versus Celta Vigo. Nobody's going to watch Barcelona versus Celta Vigo, uh, you know, in in, in the sense of it's going to get us money. We want Barcelona versus Juventus. We want Barcelona versus Milan. That's where the money is. And so that's what they want. Um, The irony is, of course, that they've themselves made their leagues uncompetitive. And there was a talk about, oh, and by the way, that that link that I've told you about the video, go and watch it. Because the guy actually literally says, modern football is in a state of imbalance. There is an imbalance that needs to be addressed there is a lot of disparity I mean imagine it's just, I mean if that's another pot cat, pot calling kettle black I don't know what is because oh my God I was just looking laughing like who created those you know that those imbalances who was the one that created that that disparity it was it was the big clubs because they want to take more and more money out of the leagues for themselves to make themselves competitive in Europe and to make more money they kept pulling money out of the league for themselves they kept they, they were the ones who kind of made that imbalance you went to winning 910 league titles in a row is apparently not imbalanced Real Madrid and Barcelona have won I think what um, since 2005 which was the last time I think that Valencia won the title in 2005 since then in the last um, how many have we had 18 18, uh, almost no, 17 18 league titles and they've won all but two of them so who's the one that's creating these imbalances right um, it's 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 kind of weird when people come out with these things and so it's not imbalance it's money right? and if you look at Juventus' situation they're not going to play in the Champions League next season most likely they're not and where's the money going to come from for them to re- reduce their debts it's going to come from being part of this and um, And that's what it is. Ultimately, it's it's a way to make money for themselves. It's a way to undermine the Premier League. But let's be honest and let's be clear. Without the Premier League, there is no European Super League. I mean, the last one had six English teams out of 12. Imagine imagine that six out of 12 teams in the last Super League were English, right? And it's going to be seven soon because Newcastle are going to join that list again. So imagine a league where you have seven teams that genuinely say, genuinely say, they're going to be, you know, competitors next season. As I, I know, don't always compete. But the fact is, you have seven high-value, high-net-worth clubs in one league. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine a situation where that could happen. It's never likely to happen for a long time in in Spain um, or France or Germany. Um, it's never going to happen for, for a very long time. It's not going to happen. Um, I think it's at it, least kind of getting there. Not in terms of high net worth, but at least at least kind of getting there in terms of competition. You've got if you're going to have four different. Uh, champions in the last four years as far as Italy is concerned this year when Napoli win it I think we'll have four different champions so it's happening in Italy but there's, there's no net worth the net worth is, will take some time to increase but imagine having seven of those kind of richest clubs in the world in one league and that's what they want they don't want that they want seven of the world richest clubs should be in our Super League and that's what they want to do but it took a while I mean the thing is um Creating a competitive league takes time, right? Even for the Premier League, um, competitive league that can actually make you money takes time. It took, I think, not until 2013. I don't think the league kind of financially started dominating as before 2013. And 2013 was, I remember that was the year when Sir Alex Ferguson retired. In the summer, there were all these mid-table clubs that started spending huge amounts of money. Um, that's, I think, when it started, kick-started. So that was 20 years after the Premier League was formed. So you've got to give yourself time from, from 20 years from now, to go wide, 20 years from now, we will have built the structures in place where we, our league will start getting competitive, we'll start making more money, and then we can start attracting, you know, big players, even the mid-table clubs can attract big players. But nobody wants to wait 20 years these days, do they? They want instant success. 20 years from now is not going to help Barcelona or Real Madrid's debts. They need money now. And the only way they're going to get money now is if they go into a Super League where they can play Ajax every week, where they can play, um, you know, Milan every week, where they can play, um, you know, Manchester United every week, Bayern every week. And that's where they know, right, that's where we're going to get the money. When we tell broadcasters, Listen, you know, you don't have to worry about this competitive bullshit. You don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, there's a knockout stage where we might play, bar, you know, where you might get Barcelona versus Manchester United. Or you might get Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Don't worry about that. Sign up for, no, pay for our league. We're guaranteeing you 14 games. And in those 14 games, we're guaranteeing you that you're going to get these high profile games. Right? And that's, so pay the money, pay us the money. And of course, I'm not saying UEFA are great in this. UEFA are corrupt. We know that. FIFA are corrupt. We know that. Um, and the fact is that, um, you know, in some ways, maybe they see them as a middleman. They see them as like, well, UFR take the money that we make and they then give us a portion of it. Let's rather than that, let's us be the masters of our destiny, so to speak. And I have no issue with that. I have no issue inherently with the competition that's different from UEFA, where, um, where you know, where, which is actually truly built on open competition and not a desire to get money. But the thing is, this is about greed, right? Um, and I think with the divisional system, what will probably happen is you probably have maybe 16, 17 teams, maybe 18 teams um if you're talking 60 teams you're probably maybe looking at 20 teams across maybe three leagues or maybe you know 80 so probably something like that and then that you've got the 12 14 biggest clubs and then you've got five or six mid-table clubs or whatever smaller clubs and they'll kind of just switch positions so you still have the 12 clubs that are there that that's how it will work right that's how it'll work and then the others kind of go right you know maybe you know we'll get relegated but this you know once every two three years we'll get the chance to get into the big leagues and play with the big clubs um and that's that's still good enough for them so it's there. Um. Do I think it will happen? I mean, there is a European Court of Justice ruling that's supposed to come where I think UEFA are basically going that you can't have a competition that um, that uh, no that is not organized by us. It can't be sanctioned. Um, so that that ruling is still awaiting. If that ruling goes through in favor of the Super League, then I think we will see this picking up momentum and picking up steam. Um, for now, I think it's less likely. And I think the fact... Um, is that there are issues? That the biggest one, of course, is convincing Premier League clubs to join. But I don't think that is as big an obstacle as we think. Yes. Um. At the moment, there is. Sorry about that. At the moment, there is, of course, the 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 thing that the Premier League there's a charter and there's a right, there's a regulation in place where the Premier League clubs can't go into the um the Super League. Um, but that might change. That might change at some point. And I mean, not that it would change, but uh, sorry about that. Um, that might change, but, um, at some point we might very well, um, See one club goes in and if they're making money. Then other clubs want to go in. right? that's only how it works, right? So all they need is probably one club to go in. So um, nonetheless, I think. Let me know. I've got a big call over there. I don't know what's going on. Um, but uh, let me know what you think about it. Of course, it's always love to hear your opinions on it. Um, I do think that without the Premier League, the Super League is is just another. Uh, it's it's just another glorified friendly competition in a way, isn't it? Um, it's just another competition that some people might be interested in, some people might not. But when you have the Premier League in there, the behemoth that is there um that that's the game changer because that having the premier league clubs in the super league kills the premier league as well it it, it actually it kills two birds with one stone you kill the premier league off because i mean you know if you're making 500 or 600 million euros uh you know in one competition guaranteed and you're only making um you know maybe maybe 200 million in another one so how do you how do you um so i'm just gonna turn this, this idea. Uh, how do you how do you justify one over the other Right. How do you justify? How do you go right? Um play, you know, have our best players playing in one competition and then you sacrifice the other one, which is the one that sacrifices the Premier League. So anyway, um, there's all sorts of nuances to it, and hopefully we'll get more clarity and we'll kind of talk more about that in the future. Uh, but let me know what you think, of course. I would just love to hear your comments. I know there are people who like the idea and there are people who don't. So I'm happy to hear both sides, of course, of it. I I do see some merits of it. I just don't like the way that it's been presented so far. So maybe that's what it is. But let me know what you think, of course. Uh, do smash a like if you enjoyed this video. Sorry for the disturb uh, Interruptions with the phone, uh, but do smash the like if you enjoyed it. Do subscribe to our channel on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're getting close to 100 subscribers on Facebook, so please just do, do, do follow us there if, if you can. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again soon. Bye bye.